What's good, everybody? It's your boy Bogey, or some of you guys know me as Jeff, and we are here for another episode of Everyone Turns Left During Rush Hour. This week, I have a guest of Ian Why Not, formerly of the OK Beast podcast and website. He's a freelance video editor, and he's the host of the A Plus Anime Podcast. This week, we talk about living in Japan at pivotal moments of our lives, and the Game Awards, and our thoughts and critiques of the Game Awards. This was probably going to be a two-parter. We had about a three-hour long conversation. So we get one half this week. We'll get the other half next week. All right, without further ado, here's me and Ian chatting about life and the Game Awards. Side note, this conversation starts off pretty weird where we're already talking about Persona. And then it leads into us talking about growing up in Japan. So you'll, you'll catch on pretty quick. All right, let me be quiet now. He's like hyper-offensive like back then they weren't supposed to be hyper offensive but these like hyper offensive <clears throat> worldviews almost like lose a lot of their teeth yeah. i'm like oh you're just a fucking moron fuck this guy as opposed to like man this is the worst character written in all of video games you know what i mean yep <laughs> that's that i could not have put it better myself yeah it's like because there's in you know people are like oh for the time it was both of them to attempt that and do that i'm like was it though like like in when 2009 is when it came out 2008, 2008. Okay, yeah, yeah yeah it's like yeah it's like yeah like they, they try this I'm like i get it but mm. it's also one of the things where it's like if you're gonna go this far with it there's got to mm. be some redeeming quality at some point because like oh, the, for sure like the camp scene is just like oh man yosuke is just being an absolute ass right now and Yo- yosuke yeah. needs to be stopped he needs to yeah. be, be Yosuke must Cease. be stopped 2020. We must, must delete his character model from the game. Must be deleted. Uh, yeah. Stream started, but we can just still bullshit or whatever. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, um, here, wait. Let me, let me do this. I'll put the, um, put no, the yeah. Like, it's, it's, funny, it's funny to think about like characters and how things age or don't age well. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but it's, I think like w- with him, like... So, like, with the other characters in that game specifically, like, there's so many parts of it, I think, that do age relatively well, at least for, like, for my, for my taste, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, like, with, um, like, with the whole thing with, uh, with Kanji, right? Like, um. I like, like Kanji's I, like I really enjoy Yeah, like, his, his story is, like, it's difficult to get through initially, obviously, because <clears throat> you don't know where it's going. Um. And like he's almost in that like same category as um, as Yosuke, at least in the beginning, with how like dismissive he is of everything. Yeah. Um, but then as you realize that like oh this could be viewed as like almost like a metaphor for for coming out or whatever, like seeing that even back in 2015 when I played it again or played it for the first time way after the game had come out, I'm like this is like pr- this is pretty progressive for yeah for 2015. And yeah. then when I found out that it came out in 2008, I was like, this this was like 10 <laughs> years ahead of 2008. Are and, you kidding me? And let's also remember, it's Japanese studio that did it, which that's kind of taboo at the same time. 100%, which is 10 years behind a lot of these things, at least in like, um, at least in like pop, air quotes, pop culture media or whatever. Yeah. Because like, I feel like a lot of like anime and manga and stuff like that on the, like has been, talking about these types of stories for a long time but like video game studios for some reason are very much i don't want to say antiquated but like they're very much like in they're set in their ways to a certain extent and like i feel like we criticize a lot of 
of Japanese studios for like not including these more so primed social issues. Um, What's up, Meat Lad? A lot of, what do you say? Oh, my friend Meat Lad, he's in the chat. <laughs> oh, what's up, Meat We're Lad? We're doing a Yo. podcast uh, talking about games. We're going to talk about Game of the Year. We're talking about Persona ooh. right now. Talking about like, yep. the, like that journey and story and the time it came out and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You'll appreciate um, this, Meat Lad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, man. It's, it's Japanese studios for some, like, I think that they remind me a lot of like, um, oh my God, like, what's, like, People at the top, if you're in the games industry for long enough, you're either hyper progressive, like, uh, and but progressive, I mean, like looking towards the future, not like politically progressive, yeah. like a Kojima who is like literally predicting years before they happen and making words up like meme and shit like that back in like 1995. Or you're like an 80 year old guy who's been, I forget the word for it in Japanese, but there's, there's a word for like, you've been working at this company for too long. Mm. So either you get promoted or you get like a job at a window and you don't do anything all day. Yeah, It's like very common in Japan. Um, so like you get all these games that are like, like a, like a Dragon Quest, which is like the same story over and over again. Or you get like a Pokemon, which is again, like a, trying to make the, the quarterly profit as opposed to like this crazy story narrative undertaking or whatever. Um, yeah, so it's, it's Japanese companies when it comes to that sort of stuff are very weird. Yeah, speaking of which I got, uh royal yesterday because we sale steelbook for 30 bucks at a company that won't be named because we have no partners or sponsors so you got to pay for that that plug (laughs) (laughs) there you go Uh, so have you you played p5 right right? i i just finished uh the castle of the artists where you get fox in your group Mm. and i stopped playing it because i got four on uh Mm. on, on a vita and I was like, I was playing four. I was like, man, I like this game a little bit more. And just something about five, like it just couldn't, it didn't stick with me. And mm. I think after I get through more four, because I'm, I, I just finished the um, Reese's Castle where you fight her and Shadow Teddy. So the mm-hmm, four mm-hmm. Uh, dungeon. So hopefully after I get a little bit more through this game, I'll like five a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say this: out of five, my favorite character is Ryuji, because like Ryuji's mm-hmm. the goat. He's, he's got some problems. Yeah. He's got some hang-ups, but Ryuji's <laughs> pretty tight. Ryuji's pretty tight. I'll, I'll give him that. So, so did, were you a part of the zeitgeist of when the game initially came out and how people thought of, of Ryuji, or were, were you a part of that or no? So, I missed that. So, uh, fun fact, I did not get a PS4 until 2018. Ooh, okay. So, Good year to get it, though. Yeah, I got it 2018. It was the PS4 Slim in Spider-Man for 200 bucks. I got that for Black Friday. Ooh. And so Ooh. that was my like first introduction to PS4. I was like, okay, I'll play these games. Like I started playing Spider-Man, loved it. Played God of War, loved it. And then, um, well, I got God of War this year, but like, I played Street Fighter, Spider-Man, and like a handful of games. They got Persona on sale digitally, and I was like, oh, this game's pretty tight. Like I, I like let's let's try this out. Like everybody's raving about it. And that game plus a bad experience with uh, one of my viewers. Like let me go ahead and put this aside for a little bit. Um, and then not really than characters. But then everyone was talking about P4 Golden was, like, really good. And it's like, I remembered P4. Uh, it was around the time. That one came out right when I was going to college. And so no money, mm. no time for Evita. I just, like, had mm. to swallow it and not deal with it. So my Sony experience is so fresh compared to everybody. I've missed a lot of the hate that all the other games have gotten from their, like, initial release. I did hear about the mm. Ryuji controversy, though, which is why I was like, there's some problem mm. problematic stuff with what he does. Um, mm. but 
I've heard they kind of address it in Royal. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, really? Okay, so I'm, I'm glad that... Well, well it's a two-pronged thing, I'm going to say. Yeah. Is that when people first started playing P5, people hated Ryuji. Yeah. And I feel like it was like almost like they were, they were taking the hate that Yosuke deserved in mm. 2008, and they were transplanting it onto this archetype. I can see that. I could totally see that. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like he's, he's not really, to me, like in any way, shape, or form, like, as offensive in any way as Yosuke. Like, Yosuke, by almost every stretch of the imagination, is, like, the annoying POS friend that you don't want to hang out with, but you have to, because yeah. there's only 20 people who you go to school with. He's cool with right? when you hang out in, like, one-on-one sessions, but when it's around a bunch of people, you're like, please don't embarrass me. <laughs> please don't say anything that's wrong. Yeah. yeah, in high school, we used to call that the Armando, because there was this guy that we went to high school with, who he always managed to be in all of our friend group gatherings. But every time I was like, he really pissed me off because he was on my swim team and he was a POS there too. So I would <laughs> always go to these group gatherings and I would ask people like, yo, bro, who the fuck invited this guy? And everyone's like, I don't know. You showed up. Like that's, that's how Yosuke feels, I feel like. But with Ryuji, like when you actually get into his story, not only is it extremely relatable, like yeah. as a former athlete in high school and in college, like having a really bad coach and then trying and like not being able to do that thing that you have attached yourself to so much. Like, I mean, we're lucky that we play video games as our hobby, right? But like sports is one of those weird, <clears throat> rare situations where like something can happen and you can no longer ever yeah. do that thing again, right? Bad like, coach, if you get a bad battle, injury. You know, exactly, exactly. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, and like more so, that, and that's a huge thing in anime too, right? Like, I, did you play sports at all in in your yeah, like? Yeah, I played. Years? I played soccer up until like, I played soccer pretty much until my sophomore year of college, and so like oh, I played, okay, cool. and then I played indoor as well, and so, and that was that was like how I was, where um, like with Ryuji's story is that you know in high school I had I went in thinking I was gonna have a coach that I gelled with really well. Uh, I wasn't the best on the field, but I had a good work ethic. It's pretty fast, and you know, like mm. good at my role playing defense. And then mm. he left to a different school. I got a different coach. I didn't get the shine that I thought I was gonna get. I didn't get the opportunities I thought I was gonna get compared to some other players. Which, to be fair, we had some really good midf- midfielders. We had some really good defenders. We had some really good strikers. But like on my side of the de- on defense, like nobody scored on my side of the field. Like they never mm. played the ball on my side of the field because they knew that I was going to break the play up. I was going to mm. stop them from, like, coming down there. There's one person, mm. one person out of the whole district that, like, really messed me up. But granted, that guy set the state record in the 400 and track. So, of course, he's going to be. Oh, like, he, he's he's the man. And so, yeah. that kind of, like, rubbed me the wrong way. I got to college. I played, like, my reserve year of, like, college, like, soccer, which was really, like, four mm. games. And coach saying, all right, good luck. And then that was it. And I was like, <laughs> I well, bet. Like, like, I... I've directed my like path over like playing sports and that mm. got derailed and I was just like bitter the whole entire time and I was like, Well this fucking sucks. Yeah. And so when I yeah. saw Ryuji's story, I was like, I get that. I feel that. Yeah. I understand why he's like got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, because that's me. I'm Ryuji at times. Yeah. And and plus like the thing is that <clears throat> it's so funny when you start the game because you're like, man, this guy is like really like happy. Like he's a real like in Japanese, he's like a Genki character. Like it's kind of like, it, you know what? Actually, it's like it's very similar to 
you, you just played it in P4. It's a very similar to Rise, mm -hmm. where you meet Rise, you're like, yo, this girl's great. She's a pop star. Woo. Yeah, I'm excited. Love her on my team. And then, like, she's like, by the way, I'm, I'm suffering deeply from depression. <laughs> you're like, whoa, what whoa. the fuck? You're like, what? what are you talking about? And she's like, I've wanted to die since eighth grade. And you're like, what the? Yo, relax. Heal us. Just heal us. We'll talk about it when we get out of the dungeon. <laughs> Just heal me. Like, that's like kind of how it is with Ryuji, where he's like, yeah, I love everything. I'm going to go real hard. And then he's like, uh, so my track coach, um, he beat me. And uh, now I can't use my right leg the way I used to. And you're like, damn. Did you go to the police? It's like, no, you no should call me. the cops or I don't know. Yeah. Like, school super, or like do something yeah yeah he's like he's like and and it's funny because when you it ironically when you go back through the game knowing that information every single time that he's running right they, they like linger on him a little bit too long until like it has to cut to something else mm -hmm. and then you now know going back we're like oh shit this kid should not like he is in intense pain running like he has like Oh, I forget what it's called, but like they mention it, like where he like bashed his knee in, or the coach Ooh. like bashed his knee in, or some shit, um, and and it completely recontextualizes his entire character. There's even a scene at the very end where he's like running, um, like up this like thing, and like it, it's like an entire scene. Of everyone like, come on, hurry, run! And he's like, like they don't like cut to the knee or anything, but like again, once you know his like uh, backstory or whatever. Um, it's very relevant. I feel like a lot of for a lot of us who played sports and either had a bad coach or um, or grievously wounded ourselves like I did. I, I, I tore my rotator cuff Ooh, um, in yeah. multiple places and, and could not swim anymore for like an entire year. Um, so. So, yeah, long story short, people gave Ryuji a lot of flack for absolutely no reason. Ryuji's a great character um, and he's just a little bit misunderstood. And I also own a bunch of his uh, in Japan. They have like a cosplay. Um, what is it called? Like. A line of merch that is cosplay indoors, oh, essentially. Um, I can like, picture you know it like called, in the right? shops right now. I just don't know the name of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't like, been to Japan in like 10 years. So, like, <laughs> me. I haven't been in three. So, no, I, I think <laughs> we're in the same boat. Um, but, like, a lot of the uh, like fan gamer and shit, like, where it's like the shirt of the character in the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not a shirt of the character. Um, I have like all of Ryuji's like I have like the the Sick. bang one the red one so like that like I'm a huge sucker for uh, blonde uh, Genki <laughs> sports boys so it was, uh, it's my curse so one of my friends we give him shit all the time because he uh, in fighting games all of his characters just so happen to be blonde except like two or three. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. we're like, oh, see you on the blonde train again. He's like, no, mm -hmm. I don't play only blondes. We're like. Mm, Mika's blonde, Karin's blonde, mm. Guile's blonde. Oh, wait, yo! Shout out to Armika though. Armika's yeah. great. All That's right. the character, and I'm. I think that your friend is secretly just me. I think you're <laughs> accidentally making fun of me because I'm. Like, yo, I used to play Mika hella heavy back when I played Street yeah, Fighter. Mika's five. good. She's got those tick command grabs, and she's got she got unblockable sets. She's just annoying. Oof. And she's also voiced by the voice actress who does Naruto. Yes, which is good. Yes. Um. In Japanese. I don't know who... Or actually, I think it's actually both. I think there was a big thing when the game came out that it was both English VO and Japanese VO at one point had both played Naruto in the anime. Um, but it's, it's going back to Japan stuff and going back to like archetypes in, in Japanese media. I promise this is, we're going to be talking about Game of the Year stuff. I promise. But <laughs> Foggy and I haven't talked in a hot minute. So we, we have We've up. been chilling, living life, going through holidays and just trying to mm -hmm. duck COVID-19 and live. <laughs> trying to, exactly. I think the first thing that we said when we started the conversation, you were asking me, like, oh, how are you, bro? I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to live. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's the truth. 
Um, but uh, it's funny because like in Japan, like if you've ever been there, like it's very different from America where like where like you go to like your local mall before the, the apocalypse happened. Right. And you see, you know, people of all different races and hair colors and hair textures or whatever, you know, as someone who lived there for so long, <clears throat> the ratio between people who are Japanese born on Japan and like look air quotes stereotypically Japanese, like black hair, like fair skin, the like the actual ratio in Japan is 99% and foreigners are less than 1%. And even within that, that less than 1%, <clears throat> the majority of them being from other Asian countries like Taiwan, Korea, China, it, it, it takes up the majority of that. So I think that I just like had this idea when we were talking about like, oh, uh, Ryuji and uh, Mika kind of fill a very similar character archetype, like the blonde hair, high energy sort of thing. Like it almost feels like in anime and all this other media, um, like the hair color almost becomes a replacement for like very easily readable personality. Like yeah. almost like you quit, you see that character color or whatever, and you're like, oh. I know the type of character I'm doing. It's almost like a design shorthand. Yeah, they don't want to invest anyway. the time to necessarily flesh the character out because they might not be that important. They just want, hey, this hair color is going to mean this, or they're just like this, this means that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and how long yeah. did you live in Japan, by the way? Um, I lived there from 2015 until it's the year 2020 now, right? Yeah. We moved back to here in 2019. Nice. I think because I lived yeah, there. From, I, I, yeah, I lived there from two thousand and two to two thousand like five six. I was like, Whoa, wait! Yeah. I didn't know that you lived in Japan for yeah. that long. Wait, how has this never come up? How has uh, this never come up in our conversations? It, it's one of those things where like I don't really talk about it too much because some people care, some people don't, and it's like mm. you know if I don't have to because and then what happens to people that care? That's me. Oh, can mm. you speak Japanese? Still, it's like no, it's been twenty years. Can you do this? So I was like, no, I, I can't. Like, I, it's been 20 years. Like, I can still count some yeah. things. I still have like a lot of memories of like some stuff that I watched and witnessed. Mm. Uh, but yeah. like, the things that people ask for, like the stereotypical, like, is this is Japan like this thing? And I'm like, no. Like the yeah. like, like I put a tweet yeah. out the other day. Like, I don't understand the fetish the fetishization if that's the right word if I mispronounce it or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah Of yeah. Japan no, because people like put all these accusations out there, say this and that. Mm. Of like, Japan's not like that at all. Like, it's it's mm. it's great it's cool but like people's expectations of it i'm like are not exactly what what it is and that just blows my sure. mind that gap and i don't want to be that like debbie downer of like yeah that's not true <laughs> wait so when did you go there you were there in 2005 you said 2002 2005 i moved the summer of the world cup uh oh my god yeah. it, should, it must have been nuts over there it, like people don't understand how like like japan is a huge like uh anime culture obviously it's like the cultural hub for that but also like japanese people go in for sports like very specific sports like it is an amazing crazy experience and soccer is definitely one of them yeah i have um i don't have them here because i didn't want to like lose them but we have the 2002 japan korea world cup towels in my parents house like to this day Whoa. like i was like if anything happens to those towels i would legitimately like find the person in just john wick all over it because it, it, it means that much to me it it's means, a towel bro. It's, it's like My it's just towel. a towel it's like you don't understand this is a once in a yeah. lifetime event you like pull out a hundred grenades and it's like it's me you or the towels or both <laughs> exactly right now um but wait so how old were you when you were over there uh from like age like eight to around 11 12 
So like, well, oh, I, that was like the impressionable years. You just years. mentioned your dad. You just mentioned yeah. your dad is in the military earlier. Oh, so that's the reason. So you and I went on completely different circumstances. Exactly. And yeah. that means you were there. Whoa. Okay. I actually, now I have questions for you because <laughs> really? like when, when people ask me, they're like, yo, bro, oh my God, how was it? It usually comes up obviously because my wife is Japanese. I speak Japanese. Like it's like if, it, let's say for example, if Cowdy wasn't here. Like if I had never met Cowdy and I just came back to Japan or from Japan wholesale and just continued my life as is, A, I'd be fucking depressed because Cowdy's great. But B, um, like it's kind of hard to avoid like that when you live with somebody who is born in Japan, yeah. right? So like I can totally see where you're coming from where you're like, do, like how much do I bring it up? Like is it really a part of like as an American dude who hasn't been there in a long ass time, like – <clears throat> even though it was a part of my upbringing, how much do you say like, oh, by the way, when I was eight years old, I lived in Nihon. Did you know <laughs> for, for me, it, it well, actually has a lot to do with my upbringing because like, you got to think, 2002, we got the Bro, we got, we, fighting games. You you rocked it in, in the arcade scene. Like, like I, was, I was so young though. I was so young. Because remember, like I'm age eight. But, yo, but people in Japan let their kids in the subway when they're five years old. Black like, parents, bro. Black parents. They didn't play that. They didn't. You play know what? That. You know what, man? You're right. Touche. But um, <laughs> Touche. But like, so for me, because we got the orders to go, we were moving over there shortly after 9/11, and so like, it's a weird time oh, in, in general when you think about like, like, it's a weird time Wait. to think about like, wow, like flying international after that event happening in the United States. And so, like, in my, like... You flew, you flew like, local? Like, you flew, like, a normal airplane? Like, y'all, you weren't on, like, the fucking Halo 2, like, dropship <laughs> after that? There... So, I, we flew, like, regular commercial flights or whatever until we got to the international flight. The international flight was the only different one. Um, mm. And then after we got to... Because we didn't go straight to our base. We went to a different location, had to transfer to a different plane... That was way less glamorous, way less like fun, and Which flew to flew to drop. the base. So essentially, yeah, a dropship. We were on dropship. Wait, well, so what? So if you mind me asking, what base were you on? We yeah, were you, you on. Uh, it was Iwakuni. We were we were in the peninsula. We were like by Hiroshima. We're like an hour from Hiroshima. Oh, shit. you were you were like out there, out there. Yeah, yeah. Like, For those who don't know, like there are there are bases stationed all across Japan. Like there's one like near tokyo bay there's mm -hmm. obviously a ton in the south right and i mean obviously now the context is that it's good to have bases out good is relative neo-colonialism but like it's good for america to have bases out there because people don't understand how close korea is to japan it's a two-hour like, boat ride from where i was at <clears throat> like yeah oh we, so you so then you were like hella close to like fukuoka then yeah like, yeah i've, I've been to fukuoka it's sick i went there yeah. right, right before love, love fukuoka we went there right before Ichiro left for MLB, so that was a like interesting time. No, like, what? Because like, like I moved there at a very like when I look back now, it was a very pivotal time in not only yeah. like American culture but pop culture in general. That's kind of like you when it blew when? up. When do you leave? Uh, two thousand in five or six. I don't that date. Oh, I don't okay. remember exactly, but yeah, it was. I was gonna ask you, like, bro, if you stayed until. When was the big earthquake? I think the big earthquake was like 2009 or 10, yeah, right? It was 2010. Like if you had stayed a couple more years, like you would have not only would you have seen a major shift in like Japan becoming more like a part of more a part of the 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 voice of pop culture at least in in some circles, but then you would have seen also this devastating 
thing happen. Yeah. Like it an interesting, crazy ride. So we essentially like you have like proto culture Japan, like as things were blowing up on, on the world stage, and then you, I on the other end got into like I was there when the PS4 dropped. I was there like as like tech stuff was like really ramping up. Like there were like VR cafes and stuff you could go to back like even back in 2015, like before VR became widely available and like all this other stuff was happening. Like, I feel like I was there in a pretty pivotal, like at least tech and media side. Yeah. Um, well, you, but bro, you were there during the Ichiro days, bro. That must have been insane. It was because like baseball there, it's, it's way like sports in general are way different in Japan. Than they are in America. So like in baseball, there's not a lot of cheering going on until like certain times and parts of the game. And so yes, like, I, yes, I it feels this. cult-like when you watch it, but it's kind of cool because everybody's mm. quiet, respectful, watching things happen. They cheer like a big player, a home run, but it's not like constant yelling, shouting or whatever. Whereas here it's mm. like homeboy next to you is four, four beers deep just yelling for eight innings out of the nine. You're just like, please get this guy out of my ear. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. We went for my um, – I think my, my friend who is in the chat now – uh, he came to visit for my wedding out in Japan. Um, and there's a whole big meme that I had 100 weddings and it was one of the 100. <laughs> but um, I've, I, the meme is that like, I've been married 100 times, never divorced. is because it's with my wife. Her parents are separated. So we I'm not polygamist either, Foggy. Come on, bro. Don't give me the hand. <laughs> I'm just that. saying a W is a W. 100 weddings so one woman, yeah, that's, I, that's I, a big I, dub. That's a big, no, 100%. And... So her parents are separated. So we had to have a wedding and we both, we love both of the parents. Like we're really tight with both of them. Like her dad is like my best friend in Japan. Like nice. we used to hang out all the time. Um, but he, the funnier thing about him is that he's like the very stereotypical, like, yes, hello. I am a Japanese father. I speak in one tone and I'm me. <laughs> so like we would just hang out at the dinner table and my wife is like, how are you, how are you friends? You couldn't humanly <laughs> be more different. Like you guys are insane. Um, but anyway, we had multiple weddings because of that in Japan. And my boy, Robin, who's in the chat now, Dick Grace in 21. Hello, Dick Grace um, in 21. We were, we were chilling. And I asked him before he, came, he flew over because he flew over from Jersey. <clears throat> and I was like, yo, bro, what should we do? Like, we're going to not have it. We're not going to have a bachelor party because that's a little bit sus. Like, I don't know how that's going to roll over here. Also, it's not my bag. So he's like, yo, let's go to a baseball game. Me, you, your baby brother. Because my, my youngest brother came as well. I have three brothers. Nice. Um, so And they, they all love sports. So I was like, you know, actually, it's weird. I've only been to one baseball game before. But, you know, yeah, let's, let's come on. Let's, let's do it. So we go to the baseball game. And it's exactly like you said. Even now, it's like they have the cheering section for Team A. They have the cheering section for Team B. And, like, you know, minor parts that are happening, you're allowed to, like, yeah, good job. But it's like they have, like, all right, it is the first inning. You have 30 seconds to cheer from your section and they have like the Taito drums and they have like very specific gear that they rock. Yep. Like, it's 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 so cool to like see. And I'm not even a baseball fan. And I'm sitting there just like I'm like a sociologist like, whoa, <laughs> this happens here. This happens there. Right. And the guy who like I was talking to the guy in Japanese next to me, he's like, yes, is this your first time. I'm like, yeah, I, just, I have no clue what's happening right now. And he's like, oh, of course, let me explain it to you. And, like, just, like, he pulls out like a whiteboard and he's like, well, during this time here, you go here. And, like, it's it's just a cultural phenomenon that is so different from, like you said. Uh, yeah, shout out to the Chiba Marines. Yeah, that's the, the game that we went to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was nuts. And this is not relevant to the, um, the current cultural thing. But during that game, keep in mind, I'm getting married the next day. Um, <laughs> we're in, the we're in like, the second. Like we have a good view. But, like, we're, like, I think a little bit behind the plate 
to the right side. Mm. I hear a crack and I'm, I have ADHD. I'm like looking all over. I'm like, whatever. And I hear like a whirring sound like, and I look up and it's me, my, my friend, Robin, and my younger brother over here. And I hear the whirring and I'm like, what the fuck's happening? And then I look over and I see a ball whirring directly at me. Whew. Keep in mind, there are like children in front of us. There is like the guy with his family to the right that I was talking to. And my stupid, like stupid caveman brain is like, watch, got to catch it to save the people. And keep in mind, my younger brother has a baseball mitt and I'm just not thinking. <laughs> so I grab my hand out and I, I grab it and it spin. I could feel it like Ooh. spinning and whipping my hand. And it just goes like this. It spins a couple times and then just like bounces up into the air. And thankfully, somebody else behind us after like I blocked the blow from a kid like about to hit a kid behind us. And it bounces up and then someone catches it and everyone's like, "Woo, we did it. I'm like, holy shit. I could have fucking died. Like it was worrying directly at me the day of my wedding or whatever. And then it turns out it, uh, it broke my middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, just like clean. Like I was like, ow, that hurt. And then like the next day it like was double the size or whatever. And I was like, oh, fuck. well, and we just like taped my hand together. Like it was very, very discreetly. Didn't tell him, my my wife wasn't there and neither was my mom. And we just were like, don't tell anybody. It's fine. Hand in pocket until you need to pull it out. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it, it wasn't a, um, like traditional, like American ceremony where we're like, you talk to the priest or whatever. Um, we were wearing like the next day was the uh, traditional, uh, Japanese ceremony. It was like, we were wearing the, you know, the Hakama and stuff like that. And like, it was thankfully I didn't need to show my hands or do anything too crazy. Um, or like put a ring on. Because it wouldn't have fit. Because my <laughs> hand was. Was it your left hand out. or right hand? It was my. I I remember it with my left hand, but maybe it was my right hand. It was one of. Ooh. I think you actually know. I think it might have been the right hand because I remember it saying the comment to myself like, "Oh, if I have to put a ring on, I'm fucked." So yeah, I think it was my right hand actually. But but yeah, it was it was a wild day in the neighborhood on that weekend. Man, so. well, you saved a kid's face, and um, I did. You know, small sacrifices. Yeah. Some some guy came up behind me and is like, you know what? I hate foreigners because of Japanese xenophobia. But you know what? You're all right, kid. Like, Thank you. Thank you, Japanese. I appreciate you. So speaking of that, though, like you were saying that you felt like you always had to. This has now become the Japan podcast. Sorry. It, it has. It has. We'll get to game of the year, guys. We'll get to game of the year. Yeah, eventually. Listen, here's the thing. Here's the mental map. Games sometimes come from Japan. Boom. Thus. We're talking about game of the year technically right Y'all now. Y'all playing Demon's Souls um, right now? From Soft? There you go. That's where it's from. You get it? Um, but anyway, so when people told you, or when you told people, like, oh, by the way, I live in Japan, yada, 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 and you felt like you always kind of had to give them, like, all right, pump the brakes, little guy. Like, here's the deal. Like, what? how does that conversation look? Because I feel like I also was trying to pump the brakes for a lot of people, but I also kind of gave them the caveat of, like, however... If you do like it, this is like a perfect place, I yeah. think. Um, so, like, how does that conversation look? I'm like super excited. I'm a weeb. I'm like, yo, oh man, I love anime so much. I want to go to Japan, Foggy. What? Teach me how to go to Japan, Foggy. Please teach me. Like, how do you talk that person down? So, for me, because when I came back, I remember I was only like 11. So, it was like middle school, high school. And so, all the questions were like off the wall assumptions, like, Oh, they had you like see Dragon Ball Z. Do you see if yeah. the people go Super Saiyan? Like, uh, I told them like I've I uh, Dragon Ball Z. I think was wrapping up or uh, about to be done. Uh, it was around the Boo arc when I left. 
Uh, I think Damn. I finished the book when so, I left. Yeah. Never huh. wa- I've never seen the Boo arc in English to this day. So I need to watch it in English. And when I watched it, there are huh. no subtitles on the, on, the, on the network. So it was just like mm-hmm. straight Japanese watching the Why show. would there be? Why exactly. would there be? In, why would there in be? 2000, in 2000, what, four to five people? Like, listen, why, if whiteys watch this, it's on their own accord. Exactly. Like, they they, gotta, gotta they better the pull that dictionary out and better translate. Good luck. But um, yeah. they're like, well, subjects like, oh, they have like the PS3 super early or they got this super early or I heard you can walk around oh, and like do this or like there's like a lot of like weird sexual stuff too. Like a middle schooler, I'm like, yeah, that's not oh. true at all. Like do they do they have occupancy over there, man. What do you, what do you man? right? Like like y'all need yeah. to relax. Like it's not like also, that at all. It's bro, fun. we're we're eleven. Relax, yeah. dog. Um, yeah. But I, it's crazy to think that too, because this was back in the day where, if Robin's still here, he used to be like, "Yo, man, I went to Japan. This is a lie, and I'm very gullible." But or I was. Um, but he said that he went to Japan and he found out and played Smash Brothers early. But that like that, and hearing that now is is comical, right? Because you're like, "Oh, why didn't he just download it?" Right? But back in the day, games would come out like multiple months or even years ahead of time in Japan. So hearing that back then especially when we were both like 8 to 11 like that was a legitimate thing so yeah. people asked me questions. it wasn't like a meme it was like oh yo wait did you did you do that yeah he's yeah. saying lma you're a liar bro <laughs> you're a, i hate you i have never forgiven him to this day for that lie um but yeah like so people were asking you about weird like sex shit people were asking you about video games and stuff but like how did you at 11 years old probably trying to remember the kanji and stuff that you were learning in school like where you're like, yo, go, guys, it's very hard to live over there as a kid. Like, is that what you were trying to say to them? Yeah, or? because for me, like, I had explained to them that, like, for, like, how we live, because some family shows live off base, and their kids went to mm. Japanese school and did that stuff. My family shows for live on base, so I, like, went to, like, the school, mm. the government issue, or whatever. I haven't explained, yeah. like, this is what my day-to-day was. I go to school, I do my thing, I go to, like, a sports practice afterwards, I'd walk home, i do my homework, go to the park, do this, blah, 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 or... You know, mm-hmm. I would do like uh, my like weekends. I would go to this one place called the Teens Club, where basically all the families that didn't want to deal with their children for uh, on the weekends, we'd go there, play video games, ride bikes, drink soda, eat candy, all the shit you shouldn't be doing when you're you know young kid, <laughs> just so parents would have a break. Um, yeah, and like it got it got to the point to where like I had to like cut it back because. The more I would go into, like, some of the Japanese stuff, like, oh, what was, like, you know, going out of town, like, describing them, like, how things worked or, like, my experiences, mm. they want to, like, keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into, like, stuff that's obviously, like, school ground, uh, playground, like, bullshit you tell your friends that just, like, sound cool mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's like, no, that's not it, or no, that's mm. not that. Um, I think the, the hardest thing was explaining going to Peace Park in Hiroshima, like, what that was like. Mm. Because I not I cannot imagine I cannot especially like again I was there thankfully in like the era where like you know we talked about how like Japanese pop culture disseminated out right but ironically enough pop culture disseminating back in and being acceptable mm-hmm. is like on a whole different scalar right now we're like if if I went back as an adult during the time that you're talking about I can only imagine how like xenophobic and scared of foreigners. Uh, they would be and like then compounding that on top of like oh not only that but you're also associated with the military which is already a touchy subject in japan for a lot of people right obviously continues to be because people keep fucking up 
but yeah, you know, and and I mean, that's I have stories of like of my POV from talking with slash dealing with people who like army dudes. Obviously, not you. You were a kid, and you're not an army, but like <laughs> like army dudes that were um, that I had met in my travels in Japan, and that extends also to like the average just American dude who was like there for work or, or what have you. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, and I'm not saying that xenophobia is warranted because some people are assholes, obviously not. But like, I can only imagine as a kid growing up in that environment, like being a whole, whole different set of circumstances. And also Japanese kids are, are extremely cruel sometimes. So I can only imagine. I have a friend that, that still lives over there. Uh, he's mixed. He's uh, half black, half Japanese. His dad retired over there and oh, they decided to stay there. Oh, right? man. Um, he posted on his Instagram story about like how racist some of those little kids are. You know, he was driving his car and they like in Japanese were saying that he was a gorilla. They didn't know he could speak Japanese and he called them out because he's oh, like, bro. he's like, yeah, like, hey, I can speak Japanese. I know exactly what you're saying. Want to come say that to my face, little kid? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, it still happens. And it's like yeah. here, like people talk about, oh, racism. It's like an American thing. Like, it's not really an American thing. It's everywhere. And like, it all it's comes from like it's parents different. teaching it to them. And that's what they learn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was lucky enough, though, to where. Thank you for the follow, Fabio. Uh, I was lucky enough oh, to yeah. know whenever I was over there, I had just learned briefly of World War II in Pearl Harbor, but never like really discussed in detail what it was. It was just, like an event that we covered, and so yeah. I went and saw. <laughs> Mad awkward, by the way. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Like, I can't imagine being in school. You're like eight years old. You're like, all right, cool. Yep, historical event. And you're like, oh, I'm here. I'm in the place they're talking about. Yeah. And then you're like, turn around to you're like a Japanese guy looking at you through the window. Like, and you're like. Oh, yeah. I'm here, here, and I'm like a part of the the situation that happened. And uh, sorry, Fomia, this is an interactive stream to a certain extent. We're we're talking about Japan right now, but we hello, are, how are. Are. Uh, This um, will be uploaded later in podcast format for guys who are interested. By the way, but um, yeah, it was like by the way. But to, I, again, I'm so glad that we figured out this weird, like uh, ephemeral, like Japanese connection that we had because it didn't come up in the first time that we hung not. out. We went straight to the games. Guessing, we were guessing on a different. Yeah, we were guessing <laughs> on a different podcast. We had a schedule. We had like all this other stuff that we had to do. Shout so out GameSpot, it, by the it, way, for it, having us on. Not gonna, it was a, shout out to this, you know, this, this small, you know, this indie podcast. Not a lot of people listen to it. Not a really big name. The GameSpot podcast, you know, featuring Jake Decker. <laughs> you know, he's an up and comer guy. You know, not, not a lot of people know about him. He's kind of a new. Shout out Michael Hyam. Um, yep. Never heard of him. <laughs> he's, uh, he's also an indie guy. Never heard of him. Um, but no, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy to. I'm, I'm, I'm almost sad to a certain extent because I feel like whenever I tell people about Japan, um, as much as xenophobia is a part of the conversation, right? I was lucky enough to be like, again, like I said before, like kind of on the second wave of like pop culture coming yeah. back in the import time, right? So like this is when like the fucking and I'm this is going to be annoying to say, but thank you, Marvel, because that made white people appealing to <laughs> the Japanese audiences. <laughs> Right, because like, <clears throat> like they saw Chris Hemsworth and they saw uh, what, what's his name, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. All the they saw all the Chris's. They saw a bunch of Chris's, and they're like, "Wait a minute, white people can be attractive." Okay, and then suddenly, like my dumbass walks off the plane. And they're like, <gasps> "Chris," and I'm like, <laughs> "No," it, what, and they're so, like, "You're Chris." So like, hopping off of that, like when I was younger, like you know, black people aren't like. They're they're not a lot of white people in Japan, and so whenever no, like they see a lot of white people, yeah, it's again like the statistic of less than a fraction of a percent. Like we are less than it's it, the foreigners are one percent. It might have been growing since. I, I hopefully not. 
because of the pandemic, but let's say it's 1%. Half of that 1% is mainly from Korea. And then yeah. another a fraction of that percent is from China. And then the rest of that percent is everyone else, not just like American dudes or, you know, we're talking, there's a huge Nigerian population mm -hmm. actually in Japan, in Roppongi. There's um, obviously a bunch of white people that want to escape America, obviously, because that was me. Um, and then like, there's a huge uh, Brazilian population as well, South America, because of that connection um, with their, um, what is it like the governments or something like that? Like there's a huge sect of Japanese people living in Brazil. And, like, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, it was like, cause like I would get stopped by people to take pictures with me as like an eight year old mm. because I just had not seen a black child before. And they're like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And, like, of course, the typical, like, they always want to touch my hair. They always want to, like, grab my cheeks. Uh, that's what they wanted uh, to do. And, like, uh, that's, like, they were, like, it, it was weird because they, like, like they did I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't uncomfortable with it. But it's, like, I don't want to be rude and, like, be disrespectful. Looking back, yeah. I'm, like, I looked to them, wasn't I was not threatening. And they felt comfortable enough doing that. Which means that they yeah. probably had a different view of, hopefully, black people and Americans because yeah. of that interaction than like other people that they see um yeah that, i feel like it's different like in america right where like if cindy whoever the fuck comes up and touches you you're like bitch yeah. i know you've met other black people don't touch me right like but in japan like i say i said this back then when i lived there and i say this now like when i brought up hanukkah people were like what the fuck are you talking about and i'm like you never saw the rug they don't have this shit here yeah. and i'm like well hanukkah is um it's and then i like have to explain it and they're like looking at me like i'm like they're writing a fucking paper like a research <laughs> paper or whatever and i'm like trying yeah, to you process know, like what yeah exactly and, and I, I it's weird because like in america first of all i'm not gonna like before i even say the sentence like there's no excuse for xenophobia or like the fear fearing of the other right but like in america i feel like you have a you have no excuse because literally like bro i could call up I get like Thai food here. I can get uh, fucking. I can get Mexican food. I live on the. I live like right on the border of Mexico. Like, there's no excuse for me to be fearing of other people because literally, I can't leave my house without seeing four or five different people in my cul-de-sac from different countries, yeah. from different religions, whatever. Right. But in Japan, there is literally a scenario even now in the modern day. If you live in like the Inaka, or if you live like in like, uh, sorry, Inaka means like the country. If you like live in the country. Or if you live like outside of of like the three major cities, like mm -hmm. outside of like Tokyo, Fukuoka, and like maybe I don't know, like some parts of Sendai, there's a chance you might never ever see another person who is not Japanese. And, and I lived in like a country apart, like it was uh, the Yamaguchi for sure. So oh, okay. like, like like right in like the peninsula area, like I said, like really close to Hiroshima. It, it like to me, my experience was like everybody was like, "Oh, you were like in a big city." It's like, no, I was actually mainly countryside with a mix of city as well. And, like, yeah. my experience was peaceful. Tokyo was chaotic. People don't realize that. Tokyo mm. was, like, massive and chaotic. Just driving yeah. into Tokyo is a pain in, pain in the half. Nev like, it, if you own a car in Tokyo, you're a psychopath. Yeah. Like, Cowdy's mom, she's like, I love driving in the city. I'm like, how? This is impossible. <laughs> like, why like, would you like, do this to yourself? And, like, I, I grew up next to New York. Like, in my town is the first town outside of New York. And I hate driving in the city. And they have car-sized roads. Japanese roads are, like, no joke. Probably the size of my desk, and that's yeah. about it. The um, the viewer but, window yeah, you're looking at on this uh, stream, guys, might be like a one like one road in Japan. It's that tight, like that's like yeah, one part. And, of it. and Robin can attest to that too. He was there and driving with Cowdy's crazy ass mom. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, like it's again, I feel like 
and maybe I'm like speaking from bias, obviously, because I'm I'm an American dude who grew up in a very like friendly ish area. But I grew up I say grew up. I like lived in like Tokyo. I lived in Oami, which was like a super farm town. Like we're talking like it was interesting to go and watch the fucking rice paddy grow. That's how boring this town was. Right. Nice. Um, I grew up in uh, where else uh, I grew and hung out in. Um, oh, my God. Yotskaido, which is like a, a suburban ass town. Right. So I kind of had like a nice mix <clears throat> of like everything when it came to living in Japan. But I'm, I'm lucky that Japan as a, as a country in general, yes, while still very afraid of the other is also there's like an intellectual curiosity, I think, mm-hmm. to a certain extent where that stems from their just lack of interaction. Right. Like I remember the first week of me being in Tokyo or uh, in Yotskaido, this like suburban ass area. I was I was like going for a run, which I never do anymore. I was very excited to be in a new country, so I had to run off some of that energy. And I see an old man with an old ass Shiba, and I have American brain, so I'm like, up a dog. I must interact with this person and the dog. You're like, I'm gonna pet it. You're like, no. Well, no. So I go, I go up. I'm like, oh, and I speak zero goose egg Japanese at this point, and it's like my first week there, and I'm like, oh, like I'm like, Ohio, 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 and he's like. And I like go and pet the dog and the dog's like, like freaking out. He's like, bark, 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 bark. and I'm like petting him or whatever. And I'm like, all right, bye. And I said that in English. I was like, all right, bye. And he's like, goodbye. Like, and then just, I just keep on running. I'm like, in my head back then, I was like, that was a normal interaction. But then to think about it now, I'm like, this old ass Japanese man has no idea who I am. I did not grow up here. He just saw a random white man and was like, oh, you are different hope everything's gonna be chill and then i pet his dog and he's like it's chill see you later and like i became like the stereotypical like i was like the fez of this community for like a whole month like people was like oh he's the he lives the white guy look at the white guy look at at him go you were the token you were the token i was that that area yeah and as a white dude like being jewish obviously like is like a religious minority obviously so i i got some of that growing up in in my hometown like you know being able to speak hebrew and shit and like celebrating different holidays especially like during these times um these times being the holidays not quarantine um but um it was always a weird conversation with my other friends like who were non-secular who was like oh what are you celebrating what are you getting for christmas i'm like nothing i celebrate hanukkah bro yeah. i'm getting candles you know what i mean um lighten that but, menorah up you feel me exactly bro exactly um but it was it's a whole different conversation i think to like go to a country where you are constantly othered and i think it was almost like it was like being a minority in america with training wheels on because no one was like stepping to me at all everyone was just like curious about me which can be exhausting at uh like at a mall at 9 p.m trying to get milk or some like you can see people talking about you out of the corner of your eye and you just want to be like Shut the fuck up, bro. I'm here for my soy milk. Don't stop Let talking me just about me. Let me drink. Chill. Chill. And, and yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting thing. And I, I can, I'm so glad that I had that experience as an adult, not as a kid. Because it, yeah. you, when you're a kid, you're going through so much shit already. Like, I, that's why I'm saying I, like, fully empathize with, or I'm not empathize. I sympathize with, with that growing up. Because you got a whole bunch of shit to worry about besides like xenophobia. It, it was it like, it's a, it was a weird time. Cause like, even looking back now, thinking about going to peace park, like I could like picture I'm like, Oh yeah, there are people just looking at us like weird because you have a bunch of white people. You have a few Hispanic folks. You have like two black families and we're all looking mm-hmm. at this museum over like a bombing of two cities. 
And it's like, I can just kind of feel like now it's like, yeah, that probably was a weird look. Pushing down on you almost. Yeah. And so I want to go back as an adult and try to like see more of like Japan because my parents Mm. are very like, they're very country. They hate cities. (laughs) Like we, the most city we went to was Fukuoka and Sasebo. And even then that's not like that crazy when you think of like Kyoto and Nagasaki Hiroshima, not Hiroshima, uh, Tokyo, like yeah. everything there. It's like for them, it's like we don't want to go to big cities, and so mm. I mean, even back then in like two thousand, what what is two thousand five? Yeah, like Fukuoka, Fukuoka now is like completely built up. Like mm-hmm. there's so much more stuff going on to the point where like when people back before like tra- when travel was open, people would ask me, like, oh, where should I go? And I'm like. Well, obviously, you got to go to Tokyo because obviously, but like if you want to have like a cool, interesting time that maybe not a lot of people would know about, yeah. head down to Fukuoka because the food scene is delicious. Uh, you get like hot springs and stuff yeah. in Oita and stuff like that. Like it's it's definitely a, a TGS cool place was there to, recently, um, uh, two years ago, I want to say a year ago, maybe because there's a big issue where there's a Capcom Pro Tour event and a BTS concert event the same weekend, and like the hotel oh was God. booked, and people were like, Jeez. Where do we stay? <laughs> you gotta go down to you gotta go down to the local place the, the local inn man you gotta you gotta get you to gotta the hostel. Tell well now um, that we're almost 50 minutes in let's talk about game of the year let's, let's, i guess so right i guess we should talk about game of the you year you can talk more about japan um, next time we can do that like, i guess I'll, so, yeah. i'm here for that i'm here for that before we transition though while you're drinking your water i want to say you told your story about your friend who um the japanese teenagers talked about them as they were in the car i that is also like when you unlock japanese as a foreigner in japan like it, it, you become like a superhero, mm-hmm. like because you you notice it's like a it's like some daredevil shit where like you'll close your eyes and you'll just hear people talking right. about you, and like I've definitely had moments like that where I've heard like oh like I think it was like two grandpas or whatever were talking shit about me on the train and like as I as I like get to my stop I turn around I'm like I'm like really I say, <laughs> you I, just I, say I, it to them they're like and then they're like this <laughs> like and I just like walk out I'm like fucking watching you old man it's me and you um so i, I definitely sympathize with your friend by the way because part of me is like pissed off when those interactions happen part of me is also like yo i could scare a whole lot of japanese people right now if i reveal that i know japanese just start yelling about like at them and they're like oh shit he knows <laughs> yeah we but can't I, I got, talk shit no more no definitely not not to some i mean like there's some uh, americans or some people that learn japanese that like take it to a whole nother level yeah uh like I, I used to go to language school with a bunch of people that were like yo let's see if we can like fuck with people <laughs> and like catch people like fucking with us essentially on the train um but i'm lucky that all my interactions overall were like pretty chill yeah. um but uh there's something else I wanted to ask you, or not ask you about the Japanese thing, um, but we'll talk about it another time. We talk, we talked so much about Japan. We did. I can go, I can go for days about it because it was, it was, a, it was a very pivotal moment in my life. Because you got to remember, not only did I move over there like post like 9/11, I moved there during like the boom of American pop culture as well, and missed a lot of things. Mm. So like my yeah. perception of the world in the U.S. is totally different than a lot of other people's, and so for like, sure. oh. I still play catch up at times. Yeah, I just, I just, I just remembered. Um, the thing that I'll say about me, because we were talking, this whole conversation started about um, you and I talking about when you were a kid, you had to like kind of pump the brakes with some people about Japan. I feel like with me, back when I came, like when I would come back for like, I, I came back maybe twice when I mm. lived in Japan to America, and people asked me all the time, like, yo, bro, how is it? Oh my God, did you like it? Whatever. And I'm like, for me personally, it's perfect. I don't mm. want, like, and I know that that's like, 
a lot of people have that thing where like you move to another country and you're like, wow, fuck my old country. Uh, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened to me. Um, cause it's, it's a different set of problems, but it's problems that I think were easier for me to deal with as an adult, like yeah. as, as 24 or 25 year old. Right. Um, but I always tell people like, if you're ever curious about going there, not now because we can't travel, but when people ask me, I was like, just go, like go and like get a, an international job, like either teaching English or, or ask your company if they have a, a sector in Japan or whatever the fuck and just go. Cause it, it is like one of the most rewarding experiences that I've ever had, obviously. Um, but I was already a fully formed adult. Right. Um, and I always say that like, it's not easy to live over there. And you obviously know this as a kid growing up there, but if you can get past the barriers of difficulty, it's one of the best places to live, I think, in my opinion, yeah. um, which is why fighting games come out of there. Because, again, high ceiling. But once you break the ceiling, it's fun. It's Boom. So see, we're back to games. There you go. Uh, see, people talking about game of the year. Yakuza 7, gun of the year set in Japan. I mean, I would agree if it would have came out a little earlier in the United States. Like a month earlier. What do you mean? Like, because like, oh, 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 like oh. the game awards cut off because like they didn't count games at a certain like day or whatever. Hades got robbed. That's why Cyberpunk or whatever. So yo, Hades did yo. Hades yeah, did get robbed in categories, that. but let's let's hop into it. So first off, what Dossier. was your game of the year personally? Like, if you had to pick all the games you played that came out in twenty twenty. Hades. Hades. Okay. Hades is one of the. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I'm not a list guy. Yeah. Um, if people have ever listened to the OKB's OK podcast, RIP. Um, I, I hated I hated making lists, and to this day, I think I hate making lists because I'm not I'm not about to like open up an Excel document for my fucking hobby. I'm yeah. not one of those people, and I know that like 95% of the fucking games industry is. <laughs> like, if I have to hear about another dude who's like, "Oh, well, actually, on my top 100 games list on my Excel document, it changed three spaces this year," I'm gonna punch that person through the fucking computer. Um, and I and that's not even a meme. I know I can name probably five people that have an actual top 100 Excel document that does change month to month. Um, I just like what I like, and then I kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, so which is what you so should Hades, do as a gamer. Like what yeah, you like. It's not. <laughs> it's it's a fucking hobby, dog. <laughs> it's crazy. Cut this on. But anyway, um, Hades for me, since it officially, I don't know when it started to be in like early access or whatever the fuck but since it was it officially about one two years this ago year, I want to say. yeah and and that's the weird thing is like do you count i've technically been playing hades for over 100 hours mm. over the course of it being in early access right but at what point do you say oh well it was an early access it came out in this state at this time right but then it 1.0 this year you know what I mean? Like, like that, that's kind of where I kind of get into the confusion of like, I kind of get why um, maybe it didn't get as many awards because, you know, we're looking it's, it's a weird it's a weird thing. Like, do we have to yeah. make our like a, a different category of like best early access game that came yeah. out this year? Almost. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like the ESPN made up stats. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, kind of like yeah. it, it, it feels weird for me to say, like, I, in my heart of hearts, I agree with Robin where he says, like, you know, Hades was robbed because I think that Hades truly is like one of the best games ever made, ever designed with art and, and all this other stuff, uh, like art, story, direction, gameplay, everything. The, Miss Allie Hart said in the chat, Among Us won an award for multiplayer 2020. Anything's possible. You're it's, not so, wrong. Because yeah, that's, that's weird. That's a wild story for that game. Like, yeah, came out two years ago. Win. I think Ludwig played it for a little bit. And, like, he was part of the, mm. he was a smaller name then than he is now. And then mm. we all got put in lockdown and it blew up. 
which yeah. I'm glad it did because now they're like getting more recognition and like putting more time and effort in the game and like building it up. But like, yeah, there it's it's such a weird conversation because if we start taking all the caveats of like what goes in like certain things, so let's look at best direction for example. Best direction. What does that even fucking mean, bro? Yeah. And that's and that I had a, an argument with people on Twitter today, even about like what is the spirit of of the actual award of best direction. Mm-hmm. And in my head, like you could, in, the way I interpret it from this this tweet that someone sent out to me was, let me actually pull it up, so I'm not like misquoting myself here. Um, someone goes, uh, it was the Kotaku article that says games under made under crunch conditions don't deserve best direction. Like, yeah, yeah. And someone <clears throat> that I know, a friend of mine. Um, John Bernardo, who actually edits the Apex Anime podcast, uh, he says, "Disagree." Now you're punishing the people that spent hundreds of hours because of poor management decisions. And my re- my response to that is based off of the the understanding of my interpretation of the word direction, mm. right? Because it's not art direction; it's direction, right? Yeah. Um, I said it's literally against the idea of the award. A director manages the product holistically and directs the studio's project through product project management. Um, a studio, and by the way, I'm using like, I'm, I'm speaking like a real human and not like a meme machine on Twitter because I actually know this guy and I didn't want to like be like, lol, fart noise, you suck or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, we have enough so, of that already on the internet right now. Exactly. Yeah. If I didn't know this guy, then I would be like, you stupid Lamau. Um, <laughs> but anyway, a studio crunching is reflective of a lack of leadership and management, which is what the award is celebrating. And that was under my uh, understanding. And then the guy underneath me says, um, it appears in the Game Awards site, best game direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. It's a zombie game. That That's not... So that, that's two that different... disqualify dire- it from innovation because it is the one billionth zombie-related game and it's yeah. the sequel. How are you innovating in a, in a game that is, a, is, that is derivative of the first game that is derivative of a genre that has been around since like the 1940s? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and like it's... That's, that's like two different directions, like two different definitions of the word direction right there. And yeah. like it's it's you start getting into the what's the word the minutia of it, and there's mm. no clear answer because like Keely can change that definition any day that they want, anytime he wants to, really. When you think yeah. about it, whereas Classic. like we know direction is like this is what a director does. This is what like, what this does. Which, if you think yeah, about it, how like, did you interpret it though? Like, how did you? Because I interpreted it as like director, like directing the project, right? And that's why I thought that uh, if anything, if Haiti should have won anything, it should have been that because it's yeah. from a studio that is twelve people, right? That yeah. has that is honestly probably the, one of the most successful early access games of all time, right? That has that has produced a game that not only in the fiction of it being an early access game started to like add new things to the world yeah. right in canon like they're like oh yeah like hell is changing or whatever the f-. like they they gave an explanation to the player right yeah. for the reason why it's an early access game it, right like i feel like that makes sense to me as best direction and i agree i would give it best direction for for that definition because like from the top to to bottom it was executed perfectly they have a great work environment they have a great storytelling mechanic mm. it's the yep. first roguelite that i've ever played where like you dying is a part of the game and the storytelling. Nobody's 100%. done that. Like, Mm-mm. like I think mean, the closest one you I can think of is Moonlighter. But even then, like Moonlighter is still really good. But it's not even close to what Hades is. Like, it, yeah. it's Hades. Like it sets the bar for what all these other games should be from here on out. 
Um, 100%. Now, if we're going by the and game, what, the Game Awards definition. Well, oh, go ahead. Well, go I was going to ask real quick though about the the studio stuff because I think Hades also. I think that their studio model is like, isn't it something crazy where it's like I think everyone earns the same amount of money I think or whatever. It's like one of those collectivist. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that, but I think like they have unlimited time off, and you have to take at least twenty days off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So they were like, uh, we. um, I think they did an interview with the head of the studio. Again, I'm I'm Mm. paraphrasing. So if I'm wrong, y'all y'all assume I'm wrong, right? So it's fine. Let's just assume I'm right for this one sentence. Um, (laughs) The the studio said in like an interview that like we like we as the directors and like the top of the project need to put barriers in place for our workers to assure that they are performing well long term yeah so they were like they forced them to not work on the weekend they forced them to not answer emails over the over the the weekend as well no matter what um and i think that is where in my head i'm like oh that's that is a director yeah that that is what a director does like outside of like directing you know because like neil Druckmann is a director and since we're like he's doing the character interactions the story narrative and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever heard of Druckmann actually like with the studio as a whole like directing mm-hmm. and helping them like moving that it feels like at Naughty Dog because let's be real Naughty Dog is 20 times larger than, than Supergiant we, we we can all Supergiant is 20 people 20 people as of, at 20, 2018 it is 20 people 20 people and I think most of them have worked there for over 10 years and like it's been the same mm-hmm. collective cast and crew for most of the time mm. Naughty Dog is just a cog in the Sony machine they're just gonna do what they need to do hire they need to hire to, to get the game done they, they probably care a little bit about worker safety and, like, you know, burnout and whatnot, but they don't care enough to where, yeah. like, the product is going to go above their employees. I mean, even of the fact so, that Druckmann is even expendable at, at a certain point in time, which is why he got moved up yeah. to the position. Yeah. By the way, so it says here, Supergiant employees <clears throat> are required to take at least one month off per year. Required, it says here on this, this article that I'm reading. Also, I'm loving people saying... Uh, Ian, they're they're not zombies; they're infected. Lamau, it's a zombie game. Exactly. <laughs> so you, at least y'all get it. People who are here for from my stream understand that I'm right. So See, in like, um, I haven't played Last of Us Two because I don't like horror games. I've watched a lot of playthroughs. I've watched a lot of like commentary on it. And from what I see, I wouldn't give it best direction in in the Game Wars category because my biggest issue with it is the illusion of choice you get, and it it makes you it makes you like go through with a certain narrative no matter what you decide which in mm. my mind is like kind of kind of robs you of an experience because now you're not playing my experience of what I want this world to be I'm playing what mm. you guys want me to feel and yeah. if that's the case it's more of a loose it's more of a visual novel with more action sequences and gameplay <clears throat> than it is like yeah. an actual like video game at times because of that yeah. Um, so so yeah. So how did you? But like going back to my original question, mm-hmm. how did you interpret the when you, when I say game direction, right? What and I don't and I, there's explicitly a different category for art direction. Yeah. When you remove art from the word art, like from direction, what the fuck does that mean to you personally? So and that's that's the weird thing because, like like in this sense, I think it would be from the top down them working and like on the project collectively. And, like, you have to include the work, workplace environment. You have to include how people are treated. You have to include, like, how the game's developed in the story of the game and how you work on the game. Um, because that ultimately does come down to the director. Granted, mm. again, we're talking about two different companies. I, For for lack of context, 
I'm a community manager at my job, essentially. Like, that's one of my roles. Oh. Like, community, okay. manager, community managers vary depending on what size your company is. Some community directors only have to do stuff for social media and answer a couple DMs every now and then. Others have to manage a Discord, X amount of other things on top of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think with with how small Supergiant is, its direction was better. But because Naughty Dog is so big, Druckmann's uh, directing was literally just making sure that the story flowed well and worked right. And that wasn't his mm-hmm. responsibility. Um, which is yeah. why it would go to a word like, like that if you like look at the Game Awards definition. But uh, yeah, I would go with the traditional directing uh, definition, and I would go with Hades being the winner in this case. In my, that's what it should have been in my opinion. Yeah, and, and, and so then we're kind of in the same boat then. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here like in, in either, in either def- definition, right? In my head, I'm like, okay, there's, and this is not to insult the game. I haven't played the game. I don't want anyone to get mad at me for saying this. There is nothing innovative, I think, in my head about the subject matter of Last of Us 2, right? Yeah. And I don't mean that as a, as a derogatory. I mean that as like, it is, this game is, I'm going to explain myself after I say the inflammatory thing, so don't get too mad. This video game is a movie cuck. Does that make sense? It's Oscar bait. It's literally Oscar bait. That's that's how I describe it. I didn't know that was a word until like a week ago. So yeah, so it's literally like, hey, this game, like like if I'm talking in caveman terms, this game, like movie. You like movie? Art good? This art. Now? Hmm? Mr. Nolan, is this art? And he's like, yes, hello, it's me, Christopher Nolan. I think this game is beautiful. And Gosh, I hate Christopher like, Nolan so much now. <laughs> so here's the thing, and I say that because I'm like, there, there's nothing innovative about this, unfortunately. And I don't mean that in a, in a derogatory. I mean that in like, yeah, it, it looked pretty. It, it's cool. The, the visual styling of it is cool, right? But I don't think it is a creative in that instance right like yeah. like Nier Automata's ending for example I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't played it but like that could not have been done in a movie physically right. you cannot do it right? right Undertale physically could not have been done in a movie so that is innovative for the the medium that we're talking about right it breaks the fourth wall it interacts with the player in ways that only a video game could right so when we're sitting here giving fellatio to <laughs> essentially just a movie that you can hold a controller with right that's where i kind of take issue with it and we were just talking about how hades is so innovative for not only the genre of video games but also for the medium the, the subgenre within it which is a game jo- subgenre of roguelikes or whatever that has only been around for like three years yeah. and it completely flips the script that to me is is direction and an innovation and design that none of the other games in this category even reflect and on top of that even if you extrapolate the word direction to the direction of the studio holistically when you hear about its working conditions it's it's amount of people at the studio right and the quality relative to the amount of people then i'm like yeah in in every slice of this it has to go to hades right um so so yeah that was a little bit of a i think something that irked me a little bit um about this conversation and also the conversation relative to the games that are mentioned um, so I kind of circling back to the original thing of game of the year, right? So what, what does game of the year mean to you necessarily? Cause I feel like this is another thing where like, what, what is a game of the year? Yeah. Right. What does that mean? So I think 
my my number one category critique for game of the year for me did i enjoy playing it like even through like some of the bs and frustrations did i overall have a good time playing it and did i actually want to finish the game that's like priority number one uh number two Mm -hmm. did it invoke any kind of feeling or sentiment from the game itself um which it's that one is not as important as number one to me obviously Mm -hmm. but if i play a game and it's like that was a video game like it's like it's not gonna be impactful that was a video game. I yeah. thank you, video game. You are a video game. Yeah. Thank like, you. And like, I what like game Go- is that? Like, I mean, honestly, a game that is just a video game. Ghost of Tsushima was that for me? Like, I liked okay. it. It was a good okay. game. It was a good video game. But it's an it's an open it's a it's an average open world game. The story mm. the story is is pretty good. Um, I like the conflict of Jin and his family heritage and his uncle and whatnot. But like mm-hmm. overall, like the combat was just regular combat. Um, it did nothing to really stand out to make it like to make it pop. It, it just mm. was really good. It was junk food. Okay, I, before you continue, I just came up with a like I'm, my brain has exploded with an idea. What if if we were to create our own game awards, right? Mm. How about we just make an award called the Cinema Award, right? And then you can have like a game like Ghost of Tsushima, who has the Kurosawa, Kurosawa mode that is directly referencing a filmmaker. They right, got that the might seal of approval from Kurosawa. <laughs> yeah, yes. like like yeah. the the day one homie Kurosawa was like, I approve. Like that is an achievement, I think. Right now, is it a good game? Again, like you said, it feels like junk food to you, right? But I think that this is kind of the issue with video games in general. There's so much to them. Mm-hmm. holistically that it's hard to celebrate everyone equally and yeah. it's hard to celebrate things relative to how much they should be celebrated right and i think that you know a game like did death stranding come out last year or this year it came out late last year late last year okay yeah. so like a game like death stranding for example <laughs> i am i want to play it, i want to finish it and i played a little bit of it like that game cinematically is is you could no one could argue that it looks cinematically gorgeous right yeah like now that's is it a game of the year situation? Probably not. I haven't played it. I, it's, it seems like you're a UPS guy. That's fine, yeah. right? But like, that would be something that I would put in the category of like cinematic masterpiece, right? Like, fuck the gameplay element. We're gonna reduce it down to does the game visually look good? Yeah. Right. Then you could say, okay, Hades doesn't deserve that because even though its art is amazing, if you're comparing this to a movie, right? Not the same, right? Yeah. But then you give it to something like a Death Stranding or a Ghost of Tsushima and not feel any guilt or a Last of Us 2 and feel no qualms about it because you're like, yeah, bro, that's a movie. I love this movie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I totally agree because that was my... Like, I, I was asking the question because I wanted to buy Death Stranding, but I watched a bunch of streams, I watched a bunch of reviews, and I like, mm-hmm. couldn't like, bring myself to buy it because I was like... I don't think I want to play a game where uh, the gameplay loop is, even though it's the same, it's not fulfilling and it's not rewarding. And I don't want to mm. sit here and watch 17 hours of cutscenes in a game where like, <laughs> if I'm going to do that, I may as well go buy like four different movies with the same amount of money. Yeah. Like, and I also put out a, a spicy tweet earlier this year. I was like, well, if, if um, Kojima wants to keep making games like Death Stranding, just make movies. You have enough star friends, celebrity he, friends. Yeah, he, he, you can tell that, talk about Oscar bait, like, it's, it's almost reverse, where he's like, if I make en- enough good video games, maybe Guillermo will be like, all right, fuck it. Be my creative director on this movie with me. You and know it, what I mean? but, uh, he has I, the clout to do it already. He, just he, he really do does. It. He, he does have clout. He, he, he could definitely hit up some people and be like, 
All right. Um, but the thing is with, with Kojima, it feels like he feels almost like a discount. And this is going to, hey, if you like Kojima, cl close your ears for a moment. I was going to say close your eyes. That's not going to help. Um, take your headphones off for a second. He feels almost like a discount version of um, Yoko Taro to a certain extent. Someone who, or, or vice versa, like maybe Yoko was inspired by Kojima and then mm. took it to another level. Um, because like Kojima is very self-aware of the fact that when he makes a video game, it's a video game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he uses that, like we were saying earlier, like he, all of his games, even though visually they look like movies, there are things in a lot of Kojima games that physically could never have been done yeah. in, oh, uh, in a movie. Oh, 100%. Right? Which is, which I'm just now thinking of, they just greenlit the Metal Gear Solid movie with Jordan Vaught and um, the sexy Star Wars guy, Oscar, I was going to say Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, wow. It's not Oscar <laughs> De La Hoya. What's his name? What's uh, his name? He, he's Poe Dameron in the Oscar newest Isaac, Star Wars. Oscar Isaac. Two first names, man. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Boom. Um, I'm a genius. It wasn't Oscar De La Hoya. He's the boxer. Um, but like, how are they going to do a Psycho Mantis scene in a movie? Are they like, are they like, well, I saw that you watched Trolls 2 on DVD, Ian. And be like, what the fuck? How did you know I watched Trolls 2? And <laughs> like, they, they talk about that a little bit on, on Games Daily. And I think with, with that movie, it's going to be more of a proof of concept to see if they can pull it off. Because there are a lot of hmm. things that, like you said, cannot be done in the Metal Gear universe in a movie format. Like, Psycho yeah. Mantis like is going to How are they going to do the Codex? How are they going to do the Codex call in a fucking movie? All right, on the back of your movie ticket, there's going to be a code that I need in order to stop Okay, this. no, time out. <laughs> time out, though. Time out. If they pause the movie <laughs> and they're like, listen, who here has the ticket with the serial code 2489? Come to the front of the box office right now. I will shit my full pants. <laughs> the that new so 4D experience. I, I'd actually be okay with that. That'd be tight. That'd be pretty tight, right? Like, wouldn't that be – you'd be like, what the – like, can you imagine, like, someone just going into the movie on the weekend, like, some, like, Oklahoman, like, parents or whatever, they're like, fuck the kids, I'm gonna go watch this spy movie, and they're like, Tom and Karen, bring us your tickets right now, and, like, it's Oscar looking at the screen, and they're like, what the, <laughs> honey, what the fuck is happening? Like, it would be worth the price of admission, just to fuck with the audience. I, I, would, I would go for an experience like that, that'd be tight, like, that would, that would be tight. They oh. fucking they they make the screen cut to black and then they start playing the fire alarm sound in the movie theater <laughs> and they force people to stand up and they're like ah you thought it was the fire alarm didn't you you idiot <laughs> sit down and you're like what the fuck hello you're here like that that they're okay, going off like what is going on. I take, yeah, I take it back. This is gonna be the best movie of all time. I take it back, <laughs> Jordan. If you don't do that, if you're listening, director of this movie, if you don't say hey by the way. The fire alarm's going off. Then it's a it's a it's an F. Um, but but yeah, like th that's that's the weird thing. Going back to the before this joke started, um, that's the weird thing where movies are a very different medium, games are a very different medium, and I feel like the Game Awards is just it's it's a it's an avenue for people who actually like to play games, yeah, and people that like cinematic experiences to just scream at each other on Twitter for a couple of yeah. days. Right. And I'm definitely a games first person, even though I love storytelling. And I, I'm like, I have a whole fucking part of my podcast or whatever with a plus where we talk about like storytelling medium, right? Like anime is, is inherently non-interactive, right? Mm. Mostly. So I'm, I love that shit. Right. But I can't sit here and be like, yippee Kaye, I love the last of us too. It is the most creative endeavor of all time. I'm like, 
I, it's kind of it's, it's a movie. You know, it, it you can is, watch it on YouTube. Now, now, like original, like for the game of the year, mine was Final Fantasy VII Remake, personally. Um, okay, why? I, I want to. I, I saw that come up in the RPG hmm. stuff, and I know that Errol was talking about Yakuza Seven Game of the Year. So, talking about like before we were talking about the direction stuff about like things being a little bit reductive or sequels to things or, or, or stuff like that. Why is that game your game of the year? So for me, how they took the original, like final fantasy seven, which sorry, FF seven fans, FF seven does not age well in 2020. It, it like try to play with mods, though. But with mods though, but with mods, I need to try mods. the mods. I need to try mods. I need to try it with mods then, because like I played it the first time this year with mods. Pretty good. It's wild. Well, it's I, there's a mod out there that re. Um, it was a couple of months before FF Seven the remake came out, and there's mods that literally take every single texture in the game and use like I might be using the wrong word here, but like algorithmic like uh, upscaling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And ooh boy, was it a fucking journey, man! It was nuts to play it's, it that way. And it's not even like that part that's like bad, in my opinion. It's the like the gameplay of it, especially when you get out of the city after those first two mm. hours. That part of the game is rough because it's just like, okay, Ooh, we gotta okay. go do this. It's like, oh, oh, I gotta get this chocobo. Go do this, then go do that, and then go what? Huh? Yeah. But um. Yeah. With with remake, how they not only like retold the story of that first part of Final Fantasy VII, but I emotionally felt connected to every character, even the minor ones. Like spoiler for some of them that did not make it or you know almost didn't make it, I actually like felt something out of it, and I th- mm. and I thought that the 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 way that they like weaved in the remake aspect of the game was really well done. I know there's a lot of hate for it. They're like, oh, this is stupid. It shouldn't be going on. Why is this happening? It's like, guys, it, it's it's remake, not remaster. They're they're clearly like retelling of the story, which what they can do going forward is a whole can of worms, which I'm re- I'm really interested for. Also, want to know how many parts mm. this game is going to be because it can go on for goddamn forever at this point in time. <laughs> And I don't want to wait another 25 years to get a, a Yo, part two. <laughs> um, I just I just thought of something. Can you imagine if... So this this is like the first part of the game, right? The, mm. It is more narrative-driven, traditional RPG or whatever. Now hear me out. What if... I, I don't know how the game ends, obviously. But like, what if for like the open world like sections, it is a GTA-style game that is just the open world sections that is com- plays completely differently than the traditional RPG aspects, even action RPG aspects that the first game did. So, and, and see, I was originally kind of mad that um, FF7 Remake was on the, I think it was best RPG, right? I mm-hmm. did it win for that? I think it was, I didn't know if it I, I forgot. I've, I've slept and I've had wine since then. I, I forgot. <laughs> so. It's all gone. <laughs> um, but I was, I was kind of frustrated because... Errol said it um, won. So. It won? Okay, yeah. So I was kind of frustrated in that regard because I was sitting here like looking at that and then looking at Royal mm-hmm. and I'm like, what as much as I love these games and I love that they exist, I'm sitting here like, hmm, really? We're going to put these two games on here. Whereas, and like, even to a certain extent, strangely enough, like Genshin, where I'm like, you're telling me that there aren't three other RPGs that came out this year that aren't like taking a source material and redoing it mm. or are a sequel or derivative of something else. Right. Is- like, my thing with Royal is I think that 
they changed a lot in, in, in Royal, but I don't think it was... I think it was kind of like they threw it in there just because it was an RP, like an RPG. It was gold. It was golden, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's the difference between, like, base and golden, right? But yeah. does that warrant best RPG experience of the entire year? It, Honestly, I you know what I think should be on here, ironically enough, that I don't think is on here, is, uh, is Destiny 2. You know, I haven't played Destiny since it got burned the first time, so I, I don't have an opinion <laughs> on that one. So I, I also got burned on Destiny 1 and, and Destiny 2 base game, but... And, and I think this is just all circ- the the water is circling around the conversation of like what genre is a game, what games warrant mm. these nominations, how do they get nominated, etc. Right? Like uh, this is kind of where the conversation gets a little bit um, twisted, where it wouldn't get twisted in like uh, like the Oscars or some shit, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you know, and, and this is kind of the what's like the car before the horse or whatever. But from what you're saying. I'm I'm a lot it softened the blow a little bit for me because I completely forgot about um the the innovative thing of like oh yeah this is a remake of a game that everyone's already played how do we like intuit that and like explain it in an interesting way using a video game that we couldn't do like using systems and using mm-hmm. uh storytelling that only a video game could do right and I think that like again I don't I know, I know what happens but like having that like kingdom hearts level shit where it's like oh my god there's a thing the thing is what's changing the things ah but i'll I'll say like because arrow's point is the gameplay never clicked with him but he's interested how uh, the changes can prove in the sequels all of square's mechanical issues have been in every single square like camera like rpg kingdom hearts this game Every single one they do, their cameras are trash. And there's always the same mechanical issues with the gameplay. I don't know how they managed to do it for this long and not fix it. But they're all the same problem and it sucks. The, the, um, it, 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 the, only, the only way they get away with it is that they just have a really good score. They you know, do. When, they came to, when, when uh, he, uh, That's what Allie Hart said that it beat Doom. On. Which I think it did beat Doom. It should have. My thing with the Doom soundtrack is apparently Mick Jensen was late and was being a typical artist. I don't want to reward somebody who's not showing up to work on time. I'm sorry. Like, I guess, I I guess that's Mick, true. Yeah. Foggy, come on, bro. Stop talking like a capitalist, man. It's not always <laughs> about being on time, bro. It's about the end product. <laughs> but but, uh, but the, I feel like Final Fantasy also, we're talking about Oscar bait. I think Final Fantasy music is mm. also big Oscar bait. Yeah. Uh, because it's like that sweeping score and shit like that. Like, like that, that to me... Is is kind of what a lot of the old heads are like. Oh, of course, this is this is true. Any rendition art. of One Wing Angel, I'm gonna be just glued and just borderline tears when One Wing Angel comes on every single time. Doesn't matter. Bro, when, the song's when, just so when fucking we good. To, when we get to kick Sephiroth's ass to an updated version, right? I also will be crying as well. And I only played this game this past year, so I can't even <laughs> say it like that. Um, but but yeah, I think it's it, yeah. I don't know. Like it's. It's weird when it comes to music. Again, that, and music, I feel like I am, I'm less. Um, what's the word? I'm like less harsh on when it comes to mm-hmm. like difference. Of, like with game of the year, like I feel like with me personally, that's that's more like you can talk about it more. I think there's more of a discussion to be had. There is an objective, yeah. air quotes, objective way of discussing that. With music, I feel like at least where like, you know, it, music is so subjective. I think it, it just inherently. <laughs> so like, if someone's like, man. Mick Gordon was ripping it. <clears throat> and then someone's like, no, the classical art of whatever. I'm like, y'all got it. I, y'all y'all yeah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go, yeah. get, get your water. Get your water. 
get a cough drop. Games are getting me heated. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like th that that I feel like is um is is a conversation that is is a little bit more difficult to have. I think uh, because yeah. music, like if if I go to somebody and I show them like. Um, new Jabez from like uh, from the hip hop category. I'm like, yo, this music is trash. Well, a, I'm beating the shit out of them because you don't say that shit about. The, yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't make fun of one of the lords of lo-fi hip hop. The lord of no. lo-fi hip hop. Yeah. Literally, we would not have that bitch studying for hours on end if it wasn't for June Saba. And you better put respect in my boy's name like that. You know how many anime openers you wouldn't have had because of that? You know how many yep. anime soundtracks wouldn't exist if he if if he didn't just. Go on the ones and twos and mess around and, and make that that shit that hot shit. Ah. No joke, no no joke. We probably like, Japan wouldn't know what rap was without he imported all of rap music. No joke, like during the era where like it was not uh, as popular of a genre for yep. sure. Japanese um, Jay Dilla in the building. You know, hundred percent. And then he linked up with the real Jay Dilla, and then it became yep. like the, their hands touched, and then the world exploded. Um, but uh, but also but yeah, so, like, it was weird. They both died the on the same day. I believe. The same day? I think I think they're like their birthdays are really close and they died on the same day. That's I didn't know that shit. That's crazy. It's it, gone before their time. Fact bro. check me, but like it, it's wild. Like they call them that, but then you look at it, it's like, oh wow, they're more similar than we thought. A hundred percent. That's crazy. Um, but anyway, rewinding a little bit, the whole thing is like if someone tells me they don't like jazz or they don't like um, like hip hop or or lo-fi or whatever, and they just say it's trash, it's bad, then we can't like that's a conversation that's not going to progress. Right? No. Um, and ironically enough, music is, is a genre where you're kind of allowed to have those conversations just because of like, like you, you can't pin down why you like or dislike a certain genre of music. It's like almost inherent to me. I feel like it's like a lot about like where you grew up or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like what you were exposed to, but with video games, I feel like they're because you're in, you're interacting with it. You know what I mean? How you interact with it can be criticized and how you, your your POV in conjunction with your interaction can be criticized. And I feel like that's where we can have a more in-depth conversation about what is objectively the best game of the year. Does that make sense at yeah, all? Yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah, because like like I said, there's there's too much with music that goes into that to where like any anything could be the best soundtrack. Like it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, like yeah. all the music of games is pretty much really good like we're we and like to me most of the time unless it's like really impactful or really bad i don't notice the music which i guess that's fine because if it's if it's good enough to where i don't mm -hmm. notice it that's fine because i don't have a bad opinion on it but if it's to the point yeah. where i notice it and like oh it's bad i'm like hey yo why is this trash like who put this out there who, who greenlit <laughs> this who greenlit this exactly who did this who did this yeah. um yeah and that's kind of a weird it, it's weird because you almost like movies with soundtracks, like you, you want to, you want to recognize it, right? Because then yeah. you get like uh, the Star Wars shit, where like that music is, uh, what is his name? John Williams is like so iconic with yeah. uh, the riff and shit that he does that like people recognize that almost Pavlovian to Star Wars. Um, but with games, it's almost like what you described, where like if I don't notice it, then it's almost to the game's benefit because I'm interacting with the game more naturally. I feel like you know what I mean. Um, yeah. but yeah, so soundtrack, I feel like you can kind of like let that slide and like, I'm not like, I, I get it. Like, it's fine. Um, so rewinding all the way back, I guess, to talk about like the game awards proper. Um, so when you saw last of us two, right. Out of all these choices, which is a whole nother conversation of like, how do they even choose this? What is it about? Mm. Right. 
when you saw Last of Us 2 up here, did you like what was your visceral reaction? Did you agree? Did you disagree? Where you're like, what the fuck? Like, for, why? For game of the year? For ga- for yeah, for for we can kind of go down category by category because yeah. we kind of we kind of had a long conversation about game direction, um, and we, get, we just talked about music as well. Um, so I'm just trying to like hit all the the bases. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, the big conversation is like you know game of the year ad hoc, right? Like, were you like yay or were you like boo? Like, what what was your reaction to? I wasn't Last surprised. I, I wasn't surprised. Like when it when it was when it got picked because, like we said, it, it was it's it's built to win awards. The way that game is manufactured, mm. it's built to win awards. It, it's it's built to appeal to the critics. Like I said mm. this, and I'm in a lot of discords, and people don't listen to me because they are idiots yeah. for the most part. But um, the profit foggy. I say, what critics critics viewpoint. And the audience viewpoints are totally different when it comes to, like, this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. with, with movies and whatnot, you can kind of gauge and feel like, well, it'll be, like, a good, like, like you know, the movie of the year, stuff like that. Or, like, best direction, yeah. best soundtrack. Well, video games, there's so many, like, other things that go into it to where video game critics have a... They look at games at a, such a different lens compared to, like, to like movies. And... Oh, yeah. Like ah, I'm trying to think of, like the best way to put this. You can kind of tell right, what it's is a difficult conversation too. Like I yeah. was gonna even ask. I was like, I was like, do we have a list of people who who did like? Or do we have the, a list of the judges? Like, do, and not that that would like affect my decision or whatever. But yeah. like the, the 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 only or not decision my um, my opinion. But I feel like looking at this list and looking at who won. Part of me is like a lot of the people who who voted. It feels like to me are a lot. Are they old heads? Yeah. yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, and, and that and like when we're talking about other award shows as well. That's how like, the Grammys are. Like people talk about the Grammys and yeah, people getting like, snubbed. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's because you still have these people in suits that are making these decisions and voting, and the younger people aren't getting in there until way later. And even if they yeah. even even if that's the case, like they're not guar- they're not always guaranteed to sit the table. So I, yeah. it's. It's one of those things where hear- I'm glad it's not up to like I'm glad the fan vote's not as big though because we'd have some wild ass picks if the fan vote was up for debate. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that's my question though. I was like I was trying to like brainstorm just now as you were talking, <clears throat> and I was like, so then how do we reconcile this? Because it feels like the like the Last of Us two winning or Last of Us Part two. Mm. Fucking just call it Last of Us two, not Last of Us. Part. Why you gotta put a part there, bro? Come on. Um, but anyway, like. That winning to me, my visceral reaction, not even thinking about the Oscar bait type stuff. Wait, Jurassic, Jurassic Raps just came and said, it's judged by major outlets, some by committee within those outlets. Okay. 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 Like that, That's similar to the like the Grammys and the Oscars at times. Yeah. Yeah. But like a, a part of me is like, I don't know how to reconcile this because hmm. when I see this pick, I'm like, okay, well, we we all know that naughty dog is like not a good place to work. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's true for a lot of places in the games industry. Right. Um, but it, it, it's got a weird tinge for me personally, where you see this game kind of being like, woo, we did it. And then I'm like, isn't that like a sweatshop? Yeah. Like it feels it, that it, it makes me feel weird. Right that there's not some sort of acknowledgement of that. Um, and then it, it put a weird taste in my mouth, A. 
and B, it also kind of like, it, it, to me, it doesn't encapsulate what game of the year should be, mm-hmm. right? And and I was thinking about this kind of privately to myself, um, and I, I texted a friend of mine, let me pull up the message actually, where like game of the year to me almost feels like weirdly closer to sociology, yeah. right? Then, then like a, a critique of, 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 of video games because let me actually pull up the message because here you go. Uh, where is, where is it? Um, here. So here, I'm going to just read this off. So I've been thinking um, that people view a game of the year all wrong. We should be taking the most popular games of the year and then retroactively assigning, me- assigning we should retroactively assign meaning to what people needed or desired that year, right? Mm. Because a game is very different from a movie. It's an experience. You have to, like, if you leave a controller on your dining room table, you're not going to be experiencing the game at all, right? No, um, yeah. It's an active medium, right? And, like, for example, I said, um, <clears throat> this game, uh, this idea came out um, when I thought of the cross-section of psychology and games and our needs and desires. So kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like that's a, the fucking triangle chart that says like you need food, water, whatever. And then above that is like psychological fulfillment or whatever. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, uh, so the most popular games that year can kind of be like the pulse of what was the most fulfilling for us as a subgroup of people. And then we can extrapolate that with even more information about that year and the world of gaming in general. So like the whole thing with me is like seeing the list of games here, right? To me, I feel like there's probably there should have been more games on Game of the Year, like the list. But seeing these games, I see Animal Crossing, and I'm like, there's no way that this isn't like indicative of of video games as a year. And and to me, like if I was being like if it's not my personal opinion, what I want, it makes sense for Animal Crossing to win that because it came yeah. out at a time where we're all stuck inside, and it gave us what we needed: social interaction and escape to. Build an island, talk to friends, hang out with friends, like do a bunch of different shit we can't do because we're stuck inside. Like, <laughs> yeah. If Animal Crossing came out last year, I don't think it would have done nearly as well. But I still think that it'd mm. be in the conversation of Game of the Year, but it wouldn't have a strong case. This year, it, 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 it delivers a strong experience. Like, like I didn't play it very long, but when I played it, I had fun and I got lost in it for hours because I was like, man, yeah. I'm just having a slice of life enjoying my time not thinking about i'm stuck inside because people don't want to wear a mask and there's a disease going about an administration that doesn't give a fuck about us animal crossing's here to save the day so yeah and and even reading the like the description of it right it says recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields right Mm. i i feel like it's almost like there should be a whole separate category where it's like best game 2020 right and then you can remove Animal Crossing, and I would be like, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Kind of like Song of the is, Year, like Record of the Year and Album of the Year, how the record is for, you know, everybody in the production side. And album, well, hmm. well, and then, like, there's, well, it's songwriting and record. Songwriting is for the people who yeah. write the song. Records for the ones that actually, like, do the work behind the scenes and whatnot for the producing aspect yeah. of it. Exactly. And I feel like almost, like, like, again, Game of the Year to me is, like, like I said earlier, like a sociological reflection of of how the year, it's more of the year is underlined, not mm. the game, right? Yeah. Like like you said, like Animal Crossing being a game where like we as a, a people who play and interact with games, right? 
had a huge influx of random ass moms from the Midwest and like people that had don't play games at all who were like, I want to buy a Switch because everyone's talking about Animal Crossing. Fucking Joe Biden is fucking promoting his campaign on the fucking uh, on on an island, right? Yep. Like, like universities and fucking businesses like DoorDash are like, come to our Hong island. Hong Kong protests in Animal Crossing. <clears throat> exactly, and it feels like that game. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even saying this as it's my Animal personal. Talking favorite, as well. right? Yes, a whole exactly a whole show that has fucking celebrities on it, right? Fucking Brie Larson goes on that bitch, like. It, and Danny it, Trejo. <laughs> yeah, they had Machete on there. Like, it wasn't even a big deal, bro. Like, and I think kind of why, to me, Animal Crossing feels more of a cross-section of what the year was actually like than fucking Last of Us, right? Like, yeah. And and this is coming from, if you're listening to this, obviously you know that, like, I could give a fuck about, like, The Last of Us. The Last of Us, whatever. It, it doesn't mean anything to me. And the... I'm going to be real. Animal Crossing doesn't air quotes mean anything crazy to me either. Right. But I'm talking about the, the, like the reflection of the year. And I think that animal crossing is that for me. Um, and I think is that for all of us, my fucking mom plays animal crossing. My mom is 50 years old, an Irish Catholic lady who believes video games are the devil. So that, <laughs> she wouldn't right? bought a switch like, to play it. <laughs> It's, it's, so, and my baby brother, so I have I have three brothers and all of them don't play video games. Whenever a new video game comes out, I get hundreds of texts that month. I'm getting texts right now from my younger brother about Cyberpunk. He's like, yo, bro, how do I get this shotgun or whatever the fuck? The month that Animal Crossing came out, they're like, bro, I need you to send me links of where to buy a Switch. I'm like, why the fuck do you, why do you care about a Switch? Like, you don't play video games. He's like, I need to play this new game. It's called Animal Crossing. And I'm like, what? Right? Like, and I think that that, to me... And I'm sure that story is true for a lot of people, right? Like, I, I, I just don't see how Animal Crossing isn't winning this category. And then Last of Us 2 isn't just a footnote that everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that game about the jacked girl that beat the shit out of that old white guy. That was a good game. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, like, man. are we going to be talking about Last of Us 2 10 years from now when we reference 2020? No. I no think, one's gonna give a fuck about this cordyceps mushroom. We're gonna talk game. about that game because we're gonna be mad about it. It's gonna be like like out of hate, out of spite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh like, yeah, I'm that game won. Me. That game does did not deserve that award. Yeah. But. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we're on the same page in terms of that. And like, and, and I don't know. I feel like if we had to reform the game, the game awards to our own. If we were doing the Foggy and Ian game awards, it would be you could put best game. And then just replace this description, recognizing a game that whatever, and then give it to that. I would be fine with that. And then doing game of the year being a game that reflects the year as a whole, right? Then, right, having Animal Crossing win by a landslide, I think that is more yeah. reflective of of the actual like good faith of the of the award of the idea. You know what I mean? Alright, that's going to be a wrap on this week's episode of Everyone Turns Left. Come back next week where we discuss more of the Game Awards, give more of our thoughts. Thank you guys very much, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.